Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. I want to talk to you today about laying the foundations for future harvest. In John chapter 4, verse 34, we read, Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish the work. So say not thee, there are yet four months, and then harvest cometh. For I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto eternal life, so that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I send you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entering into their labor. It's true that God will send you to reap a harvest where you did not sow, but someone did. I personally sowed in a city with tears night and day for the space of three years, and not me only, but many others before me. And five years later, God sent me back with a team of disciples that had grown up around me to reap a harvest in that field, a harvest that they did not sow. Jesus himself sowed in tears for the space of three years, and not him only, but many more prophets before him, for a harvest that his disciples, which grew up around him, later reaped. So my friend, today I want you to set your heart to not focus on your own kingdom, your own mission, your own ministry, your own stages, but to work generationally, to pour into the disciples and the children around you. Look past the harvest of the fruit that you are holding to the seed that you are planting within them that may one day produce an even greater harvest than you could ever imagine that God was using you to lay the foundations for. And when that season arises and God uses you in that harvest, that revival, that outpouring, remember to walk humbly before your Lord because that outpouring may have a lot less to do with you than those who came before you. Remember that someone sowed in tears for the harvest that you will reap. Don't ever think that it was because of you. Yes, God blessed you to finish what he started through someone else's broken heart and contrite prayers. Their giving planted the seed like Abraham. Their weeping broke up the fallow ground like Hannah. Their prayers called forth the rain like Elijah. Their fasting pushed back the opposition like Daniel. Their sacrifice opened the floodgates of God's grace like Jesus. And you got to reap in a harvest like the disciples. But once they did, then they had to go out and begin to prepare the ground for future harvests, just like those before them had prepared the ground for them. This is the essence of their great commission. And this do we see that God not only works in seasons, but he also works in generations. So my friend, do not live for your moment of glory, your harvest story. 
Live for your part in the greater narrative, not just how you harvested what was glorious, but how you were willing to labor in the unseen seasons to clear new land, to work on fruitful ground, to help lay the foundations for those who will sow in tears in later years to bring in a new harvest unto the Lord's greater purposes in its proper season. In John chapter 20, verse 29, we read, Jesus saith unto them, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed, but blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. How much more of a reward for those who labor in faith and set the stage for a future harvest day. Because you see, the harvester reaps in a moment of grace in this life the greater rewards of joy and glory. And in eternity, the rewards of the handful of souls that they gathered in. The sower, however, in this life, reaps only a hope and faith. But in eternity, receives the rewards of the souls that they brought in through the ages from the field that they cultivated. So don't think your labor in vain or unappreciated by heaven. Because great is the eternal joy and glory for those who laid the foundations, whose labor, though unseen in this earth, will be eternally celebrated. I assure you that God sees all and will reward all their just wages, some for a moment on the stage and some for their years of building that stage. So don't judge by appearances. Don't compare your call to others. Don't assume to know what God is doing. Just obey and go where he sends you or stay where he plants you. For you will reap a reward in due time when the harvest comes, if you faint not, according to the word of God. Don't get discouraged and quit. There is a reason for the positioning and season that he has called you to labor in. So be fruitful in it no matter how small it may seem, and he will make you the ruler of great and mighty things eternally. From humble beginnings of labor in faith, a mighty outpouring of his miraculous grace, and a place in his kingdom to rule over it as the seeds that you planted continue to be harvested. So thank him for the handfuls of souls you see saved, but thank him the more for the laboring days where foundations are laid for future growth and for the seeds that will continue to be sown, even if only in tears. For your Father in heaven both sees and hears and will not refuse these humble, broken, contrite prayers that break up the ground, tear strongholds down, sow water, grow, and eventually bring forth a harvest of souls. Psalms 126 verse 5 says this, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him, that is, his harvesting equipment. Psalms chapter 56 verse 8 says, Thou tellest my wanderings, Put thou my tears into thy bottle, are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. So today, God, we cry out. We humble our heart 
and say, come, Lord, come. We are willing to pray. We are willing to weep. We are willing to fast. We are willing to speak. We are willing to be the ones working in the unseen to plant the seed that our disciples and our children's may harvest in the time of the latter outpouring. You see, in the time of Jesus, there were two rainy seasons. There was one where there was a small outpouring meant to prepare the ground for the planting. And then there was a growing season and then there came a latter rain, a greater rain, and it was to prepare the wheat for the harvest. So Lord, we are willing to labor in the early rain. We are willing to plant the seed. We are willing to labor in the in-between when nobody sees. And we are willing to labor or to prepare a generation to be ready to labor in the latter rain, Lord, when the harvest comes in. Lord, and we say there will be a seed yet in the barn because we will not forsake. We will not consume it upon our own flesh. We will not eat it up for the lust of our own bellies. We will not try to build our kingdom at the expense of Jesus's. We will look past our own glory and purposes. We will teach the children. We will love the forgotten. We will keep speaking the truths of God's written word, though no one seemed to want to hear it. If there be but one, we don't know how you will use them when the appointed time comes. So Lord, give us patience. Give us wisdom. Let us work faithfully in the waiting and produce much fruitfulness. That it's not just about that one harvest that we may have been part of, but it's about the seeds that come from it that increase the kingdom. Because what is the fruit truly at its core but the reproduction of the tree, and if we truly want to grow the kingdom, we've got to be more concerned about the seed than the sweet. We thank you, Lord, for the fruits. We need them. They nourish us. They energize us. But let us also continue to press on when it seems like there's nothing for us to plant the seeds for the ones that will come after us. What a reward for those willing to labor for the Lord in laying the foundations for future outpourings. We thank you, God, for the times that you have sent us to harvest in fields that we did not plant, and we repent of any time that we try to take credit for it. You know, the Lord showed me something several years ago. My grandfather had been a minister in our hometown. He had sacrificed all of his life to be obedient to the call that God had placed him in. He had been offered many big churches with nice homes and salaries, but he always refused it because the Lord had positioned him in this place. There was no income for it. There was no parsonage. There was no perk other than being obedient to the voice of the Lord God Almighty. And then my father after him continued in that obedience. And then my husband and I also being offered big ministries, big churches, opportunities, but God saying no, and we stayed where he placed us faithful through three generations to pray for revival, for a moving, for the community, to see the power of God proven. And for about the space of three years, a friend and I walked the streets of the town, going from place to place and praying and crying out for God to bring revival, to move mightily, praying for individuals, claiming the land, and then finally the day came where God said, it's time. So we walked the streets, we invited people, we 
set the stage in the park in town. We prayed, we fasted, we wept. We did everything that he told us to faithfully. We put our name on nothing. We let no one know what ministry was doing it. This was going to be a sovereign work of the Lord God Almighty. And then the Lord told us to bring in a minister from out of town. So that's what we did. We brought him in. And during this outdoor open air revival, God did move mightily. Our people were out praying and laying hands. We were leading worship. The minister was preaching from the pulpit and God began to move and there were miraculous miracle healings. Well, after this event had passed, the minister contacted us and asked that we would send him videos of these testimonies of the miracles that happened at the service. Now, there's nothing technically wrong with that. We love to see testimony of God's power spread abroad so that people's faith can be stirred in the depths of his love for us. But the Lord used it to show me something because I knew the depth of the sacrifice generationally that had gone into praying for this move of God. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, never take credit for a miracle because there's a lot more involved here than just the harvest. There were more laborers. There were many sacrifices through many seasons of sowing and weeping and finally the reaping. And I understood the lesson very clearly that he was trying to teach me. No one person can ever take glory for a true work of God because he works through a body. And there are times when we may be the hand and there are times when we may be the foot and there are times when we may be a part that seems to be completely useless. But as the Bible says, every part has a purpose and it is by the wisdom of God that they are fit together perfectly to do the work of the kingdom. So Holy Spirit, lead us. Show us our part and our purpose in this season. Let us never be tempted, Lord, to take credit or glory for the things that you are doing. Lord, let us always remind others and ourselves that it all comes from you and for you. But we thank you for the part that you give us in it, whether it be in the sowing, in the tending or in the harvesting. Let us not be so anxious to be part of something that we miss the glory of what you are calling us to in the moment. Let us Take time to sit and pray and seek you today and say, Lord, what do you want? I am here for your service. Because my friend, it is a shame and a sin that within the church today, there are so many seeking their own stage that there are few left willing to build one for Jesus.